You are listening to Sick Biz Buzz with me, Hillary Jastrom. Welcome back to Sick Biz Buzz, the sickest podcast empowering chronically ill and disabled entrepreneurs and the only podcast of its kind. Before we start the show today, as usual, we want to thank our parent company, J Hill Marketing and Creative Services, and pat them on the back for their brand new editing house division, Bookmark. Bookmark enables you to keep your copyright as an author while not sacrificing the professional execution even the big pubs use. For more information, please head on over to jhillmark, that's two L's, dot com slash bookmark, jhillmark.com slash bookmark. My guest today is a man who wears many hats. John Paramore is an author, a scaling master. He is a professional problem solver, an innovator, a trainer, a coach, a masterminder. Masterminder, that's a new word, isn't it? And anything else that he envisions himself to be, which is quite inspiring for this episode. And I think it's going to be his overarching message to you today. As a chief visionary officer of Smash, and don't you just freaking love that name, John helps people to achieve their dreams and gives them a hand in getting out of their own way, working through some of their self-limiting beliefs and rewiring their mindsets. Today, however, is a special day because we are going to be talking about low T as it pertains to something that might surprise you, and that is an inability to focus. John has been quite open about his own situation with low T, and when he started talking about noticing a difference after treatment and how he was able to focus, I knew we needed to have him on the show. Please welcome my friend, the unstoppable John Paramore. <laughs> I need you to give me intros on all my podcasts. <laughs> that was great. Thank you for that. Yeah. Awesome. I'm so glad you're on the show. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yes. Thanks for having me. You got it. So we want to just dive right in, but get to know you a little bit. And the first question that I like to ask people is what has brought you here to today? Like where I am right now in life? Yes. Where you are right now in <laughs> oh, life. Oh my Lord. We could do a podcast just on that. Um, I'll give you kind of the, the short version of it. The short version of it is um, starting at the age of 22, I opened uh, my first contracting company, um, blew it up pretty quickly, worked in several different states um, all across the United States. Basically, our, our um, process inside the organization was uh, to chase storms all over the place, work with insurance companies to restore people's homes and properties back to uh, pre-storm condition. So um, I did, I've done that for this going on 21 years um, to some capacity. I've worked in that business um, off and on. I've built homes. I've developed commercial property. Um, we've, I, I, I had a contracting company that would, was doing as much as 30 million in a year and over hundred uh, plus employees and, and, and went bankrupt and rebuilt from that. So um a lot. I mean, a lot's brought me to uh, where I am right now. I've learned so many lessons. I think um, one of the things that I'm I'm pretty proud of is that uh, I've I've been willing to take more risks and and gone through more failure than most people have who are my age or you know who have been an entrepreneur. And I think that's I, I that's one of the things that I attribute to um, 
like where we are today and the stuff that we're able to do today. So I'm, I'm incredibly grateful for that for sure. That is amazing. So you were an official storm chaser. Correct. Yeah. As about as much as you can, as you can be. Yes. <laughs> so did you act, but you were like after the effect. Yeah, after after right? the event. Correct. Yeah. Okay. We were the guys that came in like once it wreaked havoc and, and um, you know, like destroyed property and things like we were the guys that come in and clean it all up and, and put the, pro the the houses and businesses back to, back to normal. Okay. So I learned a little bit about that because I was helping somebody with their book and they were doing the same thing for insurance agents. And what people don't know is in a very short period of time, you can make some sick ass money. Huge money. Yeah. <laughs> Huge money. But I would say like, um, I think a lot of people who realize the amount of money that can be made in that industry fail to realize um, the amount of responsibility that comes with that. Um, yeah. And not only, not only the responsibility, but how to properly run a business, how to properly run budgets, how to make sure that, um, you know, like if, when, when you're increasing your overhead, you're increasing your spend, uh, you don't get into situations where you're robbing Peter to pay Paul. And I'm speaking in, in that space out of um, experience because I've been there, right? And yeah. a lot of what we work with people on today is um, ways to avoid that, ways to put better systems and processes and people and all that stuff in place so you don't have to experience the same mistakes and hardships and lessons that I went through. And I think a lot of that comes down to um, being willing to slow down at the beginning or being willing to slow down where you are and remap things out, process map things, put things in place, and then start to hire the right people um, that help you really sustain what your vision is and help that company grow responsibly. So, yeah. That's good amazing. Stuff. That was a good transition too. And I might hire you to help my authors make transitory paragraphs because that was an excellent. <laughs> that I was appreciate a, that. <laughs> that was an excellent <laughs> transition. So you are taking these lessons out of your business and yeah. moving forward to where you are today to help right. people. Right, right. So I, I would say the majority of the people that hire us, the clients that hire us, don't hire us because maybe like a tenth of it is because of the um, success. But I think a lot of it is because they want to learn the lessons. They want to learn um, the hardships. They want to learn the stuff that, you know, that I went through. If they can avoid that in their own business and they can pay some money for it and uh, it, it prevents them from having to go through the same amount of pain and pressure and stress and all that stuff that I went through, um, I, I think that that's a big reason why they do it, right? Because it's like, if, if we can talk to them about our stories, and we can talk to them about uh, the things that we've experienced, and we can talk to them about the mistakes that we've made, um, there's a lot of preventative in that, right? And, and um, it, I think that's a, a lot of times people, when they engage with a coach or a consultant or whatever, um, they do so because they look at, you know, like, if you just talk about social, social media, they look at it, based on the way that they believe that their life is going and whatever. And they really only see what, what some people label as like the highlight reel, right? The sexy mm -hmm. parts, right? But mm -hmm. I talk about, um, and you, you watch me on social media. I talk about everything from the things that are going right to the things that are going wrong, to the things that I've broken, to the things that I've, I've been able to fix again, um, all of it in between, because I don't think I'm as, I don't think I, it would be responsible of me to talk about just the good things, right? Like, I don't think yes. it would be responsible of me to, and, and I'm not against the guys that do it, but if I'm just taking pictures in front of like my cars and my house and, 
you know, all that's, that's all I'm doing. I'm, I'm actually leading somebody on, right. I'm like saying, mm. here's all the great stuff that I have, but what you don't know is like the amount of blood and, and sweat and tears that I've had to pour into it to get into that spot. Right. So it's, yeah. and I think the other misnomer is it never gets easier. Right. I think that's something that a lot of people, <laughs> no. a lot of people think to themselves, Oh, when am I going to get to the place where things just get easier? That's a trap, right? Like it's a huge trap, but we, I honestly, we could go all day long about, um, you know, like the, the, what society believes that entrepreneurship is and what entrepreneurship actually is, right? Like, I mean, that's a podcast all by itself. 100%. And it is your openness that has drawn people to you, that's drawn me to you. And I feel like you're going first or you're one of the ones who are going first and they're saying, hey, you know what? I'm getting into my feelings. I'm getting into what's going on. I'm still trying to be coachable even as I continue to level up, I'm still trying to be open-minded and realize I don't know everything. And I see this, and here's the segue, I see this in terms of what you're doing for low T. And that's yep. why I reached out to you because I think it's phenomenal that you're talking about it. I love yeah. that you're talking about it. I love it so much because there are so many, and we're not going to talk about like the obvious implication today. We're going to talk about something that's Kind of, it's actually kind of scary if you don't, right? Crazy scary. Yeah. Right. So tell us your story and what's, what's happened with low T. Um, I, I noticed, um, a pretty rapid fatigue or decline. Um, and I would say like, like, uh, for other people that are listening to this, I would say I lost my edge, right? Like I would say like, um, I would, I often came into business with like a ferocity, um, and a tenacity of like, do whatever it takes to get shit done. And somewhere along the way, I would say I was probably mid thirties. I could feel that going away. I could feel, um, I, it's kind of like, um, if you think about it, like when you use a knife and you use it for so long, it loses its sharpness. It, it just gets dull. Right. Yeah. And that, that's what I, that's what, that's what my brain started doing. That started feeling mushy, started feeling, um, you know, like I'm searching for thoughts all the time and I just can't grasp the word. Um, I, I would get home at night from, working all day and my two little girls would want to play, but I had no energy to, yeah. to do that stuff. Right. And then, you know, uh, not getting like super deep right out of the gate, but like intimacy issues and, you know, like, and not that I had, um, you know, like the issues of performance, so to speak, it was more of like being in, even interested, right? Yeah. Like that, like not, not even, I don't, I don't need this. Right. Like I'm just tired. I want to go to bed kind of thing. Yeah. So I, I knew that there was an issue. Um, and I think one of the other big warning signs for me was um, I started having um, panic attacks, like anxiety issues. Oh. Um, and I had never had that before. And they came out of the blue. Um, I, I wasn't sure what was causing it or whatever. When you go to um, a regular doctor, their default setting is to treat it with a narcotic, right? Is to yeah. treat it with something like a pill or, you know, whatever the case may be. They, they, they say, okay, well, you've got anxiety issues. You need to take an antidepressant. Well, when I took an antidepressant, it made it, it made all the symptoms that I was telling you about foggy brain, um, not being sharp, it made them way worse. So what it, what it then made me feel like was that, um, I had no extreme ups or downs. I, I couldn't be happy and I couldn't be sad. I was just kind of melancholy all day long. I was just kind of meh all day long. Like, like it kind of like, it would be like walking around in a black and white movie, right? Like oh, that's, yeah. that's how I could describe it. You know, it was just kind of like, blah all day. And, and so, um, I just knew that something had to change. So 
originally I went to, uh, I heard it on the radio, strange enough, like they started describing the symptoms and I was like, this is, this is me. Like something's going on and like the chemicals in my body have changed the hormone levels in my, something's changed and I, and working out is not fixing it. Eating clean is not fixing it. Something, something's wrong. So, um, so, and I knew that I didn't want to take the antidepressants because I'm like, I don't want to feel blah all day. And I, I, I need to be able to have that, you know, the, I need to be able to feel that emotion and I just can't feel it with these things. So I, t I took myself off of those. I went and saw, um, a specialist, um, that specializes in, in, in hormone treatment, things like that. And I actually went to see him originally because I was like, I'm having these panic attacks and, and I can't function in life. And I'm to the point now where these panic attacks are so severe um, that I, I, I've honestly had suicidal thoughts and, and contemplated taking my life. Because if this is what life is going to be like for the rest of my life, I'm not going to live like this. Like I'm not. Because yeah. I don't know when these things are going to show up. I don't know when. I mean, they hit you out of the blue and it feels like you're having a heart attack. Mm -hmm. um, and, yeah. and you don't know the difference. And so after being in the ER like 10 times, I'm like, this doesn't make any sense anymore. So they ran a bunch of tests and they found um, that my hormone levels, especially my testosterone level was that of like a 70 year old man. Oh um, my God. Yeah. So, so I don't know if, if, if anybody's ever told you, but a, a normal testosterone level um, is really anywhere from 600 to 1200, right? That's okay. where most people function. My testosterone level was 116. So, so everything was jacked up. Like he said, um, when, they, when they got the test back and they started talking about things, he's like, your immune system is on hyperdrive. So when you put something um, in your body that causes your immune system to react, because it's constantly in this state of hyperdrive, like it's trying to fight off disease and decay and whatever, because it's like, why is this 30-something-year-old man's body breaking down like this, right? Right. And it's just like hyper responding. That's what was leading to the panic attacks. Because when my immune system would fire up at a really high rate, everything else in my system would get, would get like, would freak out and then um, it would just cause a panic attack. So, oh. so they treated it with um, that, you know, he's like, we, let's, let's, let's see what happens when we get your testosterone levels back in check. Mm -hmm. And within six months of doing testosterone therapy, um, the panic attacks stopped. Um, the, that feeling of dull, uh, dull knife stopped mm -hmm. the, the feeling of gray stopped. I started getting my, um, like that, that, uh, razor, that edge back. Um, and I really felt like, okay, um, I can, I can do this. Like I can, I can go back to war type thing, you know? So yeah. that's, that's obviously there's way more to it, but that's, that's really where, um, that's really where everything kind of, kind of came to a head. So we want people listening. Now, first of all, do you know if women are in any way, shape, or form affected by low T? 100%. So really? Happens, yeah, 100%. What happens when women have low testosterone levels is they produce too much progesterone. Mm -hmm. um, and my wife was um, one of those people, right? So, really? Oh my gosh, you guys. And we know, we have a client that's same thing, right? Um, so they're, so they can also produce too much estrogen, which is the opposite if they have low testosterone. Um, and what that can do is cause um, rapid mood swing. Um, it can cause weight gain. It can cause their inability to lose weight. Um, it can cause nervousness. It can cause depression. Um, people, I think people don't understand how much uh, your hormones play in uh, how you feel, right? And so mm -hmm. here's, here, here's something really crazy. 
I was talking to somebody the other day about this um, exact same thing. And we were talking about why, why it seems lately that depression is running rampant. And because one thing that the doctor that treated me for low testosterone said to me was, we're not eating the same whole food that we were when we, we were kids. Our, yeah. our grandparents ate more whole food. So they didn't suffer with this because when you put more processed products in your body or um, products that are not as whole as, as um, like normal whole food, what happens is it, it does mess with the ecosystem in your body and it can, it can badly gyrate the hormone levels that are being produced. And so what happens with that as a natural response is your body either begins to pr produce too much or not enough of something. The blockers or the things that are, that trigger it to produce get shut down. And that, and then like you gain weight, you start to feel bad. You start to have negative self-talk. You can't figure out what's what, and you just start to believe that there's something wrong with you. So you mm -hmm. isolate, you don't talk about it. It gets worse. Meanwhile, it sounds crazy, but a simple, um, a simple evaluation by uh, the type of doctor that I'll recommend here in a minute that these are the type of people that can, that don't look at it to treat it with a pill. They're the type of people that look at it and go, we need to figure out why you're feeling this way. We need to get to the root cause and the root problem and not just try to treat the symptoms anymore. See, and I love that. And it's just it's so odd that that type of treatment is perceived as being groundbreaking. Why wouldn't it be this holistic approach to helping you to feel better instead of just shoving a pill at you and saying, well, you know, this is it and you're condemned to live in this black and white movie forever. I just don't. And so I love that you're sharing these pieces with us um, and correcting some of these myths too of women being affected. I mean, I had no idea of that because nobody is talking about that. Nobody is really saying, well, you know, I'm not feeling myself or I've had some mental health changes and they're not looking at hormone levels. They're going right. immediately to band-aid the symptoms. Exactly. And, and it's dangerous, right? Because yes. it's like that you, you see all these things of people getting addicted to these, um, you know, like, like pain, pain medications oh, and yes. um, the, the narcotics that, that deal with anxiety and depression. And um, some of these people have even committed suicide because of the narcotics that deal with um, depression and anxiety. Uh, I mean, it's like right on the warning label. It's like, if you feel more, if your symptoms of depression get worse and you feel suicidal, stop taking this medication. Well, wait a minute. So I'm putting a pill in my mouth to relieve myself from anxiety that could further cause me to kill myself. Like I'll, yes. I'll opt out of that. Right. So for me, that wasn't okay. Like for me, uh, I looked at that and said, um, that's, that's not a viable solution. There's there, I, the, the human body is an amazing healing, um, you know, organism mm -hmm. and there's not any reason why this should be out of whack. So why I would rather go find a doctor that's curious about, understanding what happened that caused this thing, the problem that's occurring, and he treats the problem, then the one that just says, hey, you know what, we're trying to make a, we're trying to make a billion dollars by selling this product, so we're just gonna give it to people when they experience like three of these symptoms. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, it's so money-driven. And so money-driven. You know, and there's gonna be people listening today that are like, you know what, uh, my pills are helping me and all that stuff, and, and we're not saying, Great. there's a, right, exactly. For some people, this is a solution. Medication of particular types, that's a solution. But this is a deeper dive into the root of the problem. And so if your medication is not working or you're having an issue, think about your hormone levels. That's it. Right? 
Yeah, absolutely. So what kind of doctor are you seeing? Because I'm like so curious about this. Yeah, so I go to, um, and all these people, maybe there'll be some people in here from California that listen to this and, and kind of get a chuckle, but uh, don't think I'm a crazy person because um, <laughs> this, this, these people exist. They're all over the place. You just have to dig a little bit to find them. It's a holistic doctor. Right, and okay. the reason, and the, the guys that I see, um, and the purpose of why I see them is it's a group of six men that started this facility. Um, they were all doctors um, at a clinic before, uh, at a hospital where they had their own practices, whatever. And they were, they were, they knew that there was a better way to treat people than with traditional medication. So, um, everything that they do, not just in the hormonal side, but like, if I start like, like, um, sometimes when I travel, I feel fatigued, right? It's like sometimes when I travel and I've been speaking like six days in a row or, or seven days in a row or whatever the case may be, um, I feel fatigued. And, um, so, so what I do when I come back is I go to their office and I, and I, we talk about like how I'm feeling and, um, they give me like an IV with some fluids in it, uh, glutamine, vitamin B, you know, so on and so on. And it, and it really does, it, it helps boost my immune system a little bit to make sure that from traveling and going like, um, two weeks ago, I was in a really cold place and then I flew to a really warm place and I could feel myself starting to get sick. Right. So when I got home, I just went into uh, their place and they put some IVs in and, and boom, like two days later, I'm fine. So, but that's, that's what I'm talking about. Whereas most people don't see that for, for the value in that. Like they would rather spend a shitload of money and like uh, insurance, uh, medical insurance and whatever the case may be. I'm the opposite. Like I'm, I'm going like, give me the cheapest medical insurance thing possible that covers me if I got into a wreck or I got to have stitches or something crazy, right? But yeah, I want I want to be I, I'm going to spend my money in preventative care, right? I'm really, yeah. I'm, I'm going to spend my money and making sure that I don't end up sick. Yes. So, as opposed to reacting, I'm incredibly proactive when it comes to healthcare for sure. Yes, and um, I, I just think it's interesting because I started ordering these paleo meals. They're autoimmune protocol approved, so they don't have anything uh, as far as the ingredients that are going to inflame you or whatever, and they're a little bit expensive. The meals range from like $12 to $35, so people are like, wow, my God, you know, you're spending all this money on these meals, and I'm like, well, I'm either going to spend it now or I'm going to spend it on the back end when I'm sick. That's so right. why not make that investment and what is stopping people from doing that? This so is speaking of what is stopping people. Okay. Why are people so afraid to talk about their freaking hormone levels? I, I don't, I don't know. Um, I, I think it's, I, I don't know. I think it's, it's a relatively sensitive topic. I think for some people it's embarrassing. Um, you know, especially with men when, when the hormone levels that they're experiencing are having a, um, an effect on them, you know, with intimacy and things, I, th I think they, they struggle with that, right? Like who wants yeah. to sit in a room full of your buddies and tell them that, you know, you're having issues with that stuff. Like nobody wants to do that. Right. Right. But for but me, you know what? Yeah. But I just want to say this. I want all the men out here to know this. Okay. The reason that your woman loves you or your partner loves you or whatever has nothing to do with what's in your pants. I just want to put that right the fuck out there. Right the fuck out there. So you guys, it doesn't matter. Like there's this right. perception of a man if he's not, you know, virile or whatever, that he is worthless or he's less than. And it's right. 
like uh, my husband and I were talking and, you know, sometimes I have problems walking and stuff like that, you know, and he turned to me one day and he said, well, I didn't fall in love with you because you could walk. And it's the same, and it's the same thing. So I just want men to know that. I feel like guys are just attached to this idea that this is what makes us valuable and it's really holding them back. Yeah, and I and I agree. I, I think you're I'm I'm totally with you and I think more people need to talk about it. I think um it's gotta get out there and people need to have conversations about it because it's a real thing. Like why ignore it, right? Like if, yes. if that's I I think it's the same thing. Like if people uh, I, I think there is definitely um, some fear around it. Like if I, if I go online and I talk about this is how I'm feeling, there's always going to be one or two assholes out there that are going to poke fun or say something stupid or, you know, right. whatever the case may be. Right. When I, when I posted my picture of um, me getting pellet therapy because I got sick of putting a needle into my legs and my ass, um, there was always somebody that shows up and decides that they're a doctor and tells me that it's, the wrong thing to do or, you know, whatever. And I'm like, look, the guys that I pay a shitload of money to, to make sure that it's right, um, are, are probably pretty damn smart. And I feel like that if they, if, you know, if they felt like the other way was better then I would just continue to do it. Right. So, um, you know, but I trust them. Like they, they are, they are guys who have monitored my health for, uh, the last 10 years. And I, I've been as healthy as I've ever been. Like I, I can't count on, one hand the number of times that I've been sick or, um, you know, haven't been sharp or unable to perform or, you know, whatever the case may be at the hands of these people's care. So when I make a post about these things and I share these things, I, I share them for what you're talking about, for the reason of, I want to, if somebody else is feeling the same way and they have questions about it, a ask me, right? Because mm -hmm. I've, I've, I've been dealing with this for you know, 10 plus years, I don't, I'm definitely not an expert, but I know enough about it to be dangerous and point you in the right uh, direction to, to get you some help. Cause it's right. not something that you should suffer with alone. Like it's, it's not, it's not an uncommon thing. Like they, the statistic is out now that basically one out of every five men and one out of every seven women suffer are suffering on some level with some type of hormone issue. Oh right. My gosh. And that's, that's, that's a big ass number. Right. So it's like, how do you not talk about that? Like it'd be, it'd be the same thing of like, well, one of our friends got cancer, but he just doesn't want to talk about it. Like, it is. As if that's something to be ashamed of. It's the same thing. It's like uh, developing diabetes, for example. Oh, I need yes. insulin. I can't talk about it. I'm ashamed. Why? This is your body. It's his functionality. And if you can feel better, don't you want to feel better? Who gives a shit about the trolls? Right. Who gives a shit. That's where they're attaching their worth or their identity. But you're deeper than that. You know? Right. You and they're probably they're probably going through the same thing too. They just don't want to talk about it either. One hundred percent. Yes. Yes. But that's I mean, that's that's my take on it. Like you know, I if there's men, women, it doesn't really matter. Like, you know, I was outspoken about some of that stuff and then one of my clients, I didn't even know that she had gone through that, jumps into one of those posts and she's like, Hey, I just did I, I'm I'm doing the same thing. And you know, that women need to hear that, right? So yes, you know, yes. Great. Especially women as they're going through the change. And um I don't have a uterus, so I don't know if I'm going through the change, but I can tell you what, the thermostat in my house is fucking broken. So I'm pretty sure <laughs> <laughs> that I am going through the change. <laughs> I but love we, it. We have to talk about it because yeah. these are natural courses of changes that happen to your body as you grow older or, you know, in your case, it was, you were very young. 
So it was very confusing. So you have to talk about it to bring the awareness and there's nothing, you know, and there's nothing to be ashamed about. Last night I posted that uh, there should be a hot flash thermostat somehow that just (laughs) it's a genius idea right like it it just monitors your body temperature and sprays your whole body with like some type of cold i don't know something yes because i was laying in the bed and i was like oh my god i'm roasting i told my husband to touch my skin he went into the bathroom and came back with a handful of water and threw it on me on the bed so (laughs) So immediately cooled me down but then i had to sleep in the wet spot so anyways (laughs) (laughs) but so Talk about some of the treatment that you have received and what you like and what you don't like. Yeah. So I'll tell you, um, first of all, I'll tell you, um, just as kind of like a caveat and like, um, like a precautionary thing to think about when you're doing this, right. Mm -hmm. Um, there's, there's, there's low testosterone clinics popping up all over the place, um, because now it's FDA regulated. So, um, there are people that can hand out, um, testosterone like candy right? So you got to be really careful about the clinic that you go to or the place that you go to because some of these low testosterone clinics are money driven, right? There's no doubt about it. It's just like anything else. If there's a way to find a loophole or abuse it, uh, people will do it, right? So I I say that for the reason of um, I started at um, one of those places um, and ended up with the doctor that I now work with um, on the level that I work with them now. And the, the difference is night and day. The difference is um, so you have to get your blood work checked and inside the blood work, um, they're looking for certain things like does, is your test is your free testosterone low? Is your, um, normal testosterone low? Uh, what are your current estrogen levels? What are your progesterone levels? They also check you to make sure your cholesterol levels are in check. Um, they monitor your blood pressure, all these different things, right? So there's a lot of, there's a lot of things that go into it, decide whether or not you need therapy or, or if it can be done naturally or, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, when you start <clears throat> testosterone therapy, uh, there's a lot of options. There's creams, there's injections, um, there's the pellet therapy, uh, there's, there's pills that you can take. Um, th- you know, so there's a lot of options out there. Um, the determining factor for me that uh, on like what I'm doing and what I did and all that stuff, number one, the cream wasn't an option for me because they don't want you to be around uh, younger kids, especially little girls, if you're doing that stuff where they can, um, whether, they, whether they come in contact with it inadvertently or they come in contact with it, um, you know, by some other means, it can, it can harm them, right? And, and especially if it, if it comes in contact with the main part of their body that can soak the cream in, like it can do damage to a child pretty quick. So- oh. So I, for me, that wasn't an option. I have two little girls. I, I was like, no, like if they, even if they accidentally did it, I don't want to be, I, I would hate to, I would feel terrible. Right. So yeah. that, that automatically wasn't an option. I did a lot of research on the pills that you can take, um, the effectiveness, um, and, and the levels in which it was going to raise based on my current level of being like, you know, in the one hundreds, uh, was not an option for me. So the only viable option for me at the time when I started was an injectable. So basically what that means is like um, they give you syringes and needles um, what you can go to the place and they, they'll do it for you. Or my wife is a, was an, um, uh, an intensive care nurse, um, a NICU nurse. Um, so Perfect. for little kids. So yeah. um, I, I just asked her if she was comfortable with doing it. And I think pretty much the fact that she got the chance to stab me with a needle once a week was pretty cool <laughs> to her. So, so she was totally on board. Um, and, and so, uh, um, so, so two things, 
Um, you can either do it twice a week. You can take a smaller dose twice a week and, and that way your levels are more even, right? Um, mm -hmm. Or you can take a bigger dose once a week so you don't have to stab yourself with a needle twice a week. Now, is it the worst thing? No. I mean, sticking yourself in the ass with a needle is not too bad, right? Um, the thing for me was that I had been doing it for so long that I started to build up scar tissue. Um, and, oh, yeah. it, and, and in my legs and both in my, in my butt and in my legs, um, I started to get scar tissue. So when my wife did the injections or I did the injections, they hurt. Like, and I'm not talking about like hurt, like, oh, get over it, you know, type thing. Um, it hurt like, and, and it was a, it was a level of pain that I just didn't, I didn't find, um, necessary. I think I could definitely tolerate it. That wasn't the issue, but mm -hmm. it just, it just didn't seem necessary. So I asked these guys, uh, about two and a half months ago, um, is there an alternative? And they said, absolutely. Um, there is an alternative. Um, it's, it's been around for a while. Uh, some people love it. Some people don't like it, but I think it'd be great for you because you know, you work out all the time. Um, you're traveling a lot. So that was one of the big things for me too. Like trying to take a needle on an airplane and justify that to TSA was not very much fun. Mm. Um, especially with the prescription, they didn't really give a shit. Sometimes they were just like, no dude, it's a needle, bro. Like we got to throw this away. So, yeah. um, so, so I started, uh, with that, um, with injections. Um, I also took an estrazole, um, which is an, which is a, uh, an estrogen blocker. Um, and the thing with men that you got to be, you got to be cautious about when you go on testosterone therapy is, um, you could have issues with your prostate, um, things like that. So there, there's other stuff that you can take. Like there's this stuff called saw palmetto. Um, it's an over the counter thing that you can get from Walgreens or, you know, somewhere like that. Um, and you take that stuff. And the other big th downside is when you start putting, uh, testosterone into your system, uh, your body builds up what's called DHT. And DHT tells your, essentially your head to stop growing hair. So you can lose your hair if you build up too much DHT. It can be counteracted with this stuff called biotin, um, mm -hmm. which is you can get from a lot of places. You can get it in a gummy or whatever. Um, sorry, I'm going like down the, the depths of it, but I'm trying to be <laughs> thorough. Yeah, yeah, no. So, so, the, so for me, the, the, the most recent thing, um, I'm now two months into it, is I, I, I went um, and switched to pellet therapy. Um, and what, what the one big reason why I like pellet therapy better than putting synthetic testosterone, uh, testosterone into my system is because pellet therapy, um, is a, is, is like a, a bioproduct that is, a uh, essentially made from testosterone. So it's, uh, it's, it's a more natural product. Your body likes it better. Your body absorbs mm -hmm. it better. It's, um, it, it's, it's a slow breakdown type thing. So your body absorbs it over time. Um, and once your levels are, it takes about three weeks for it to work fully, your levels get to that level and then they stay at that level. And you only have to have pellets inserted, uh, every five to six months based on your activity and how much you are using your testosterone and things like that. But they do the pellet therapy for men and women. So something to consider, but I, I love it. Um, I haven't had any problems with it. I think it's great. I feel amazing. Like I wake up on fire in the morning. Um, it helps me sleep better at night. Oh, um, oh so, so sleep is affected. Sleep is dramatically affected by your hormone levels. So guys that I, when I'm listening and I'm in a group of guys and they're like, there's a guy in there being like, man, I just can't seem to sleep well at night. I'm like, well, what, why aren't you sleeping? And then they, they tell me like those things. And I'm like, well, how are you during the day? They're like, well, I'm usually good for like the first couple hours in the day. And then I just hit a wall and I'm kind of foggy after that. I'm like, bro, mm. you had your testosterone checked. 
they're like, oh, no, I, my wife's been telling me I should probably do something like that. How long have you been like this? About eight years. Like, dude, <laughs> come on. God. Yeah, and I just don't get that. Why yeah. do wives have to just pound that message in? Like, I just don't understand that. Like, go. Bravado is powerful. Shit. And you guys just don't go to the doctor. I'm just going to no. meet with the broadest fucking brush there is right now. Like, men do not go to the doctor. Why do men not go to the doctor? What's up with that? Yeah. Yeah, I, I would say it's it's the bravado, it's the ego, it's the I can suck it up and tough it up, you know, kind of thing. But for me, for for me, like if you're if, if you have these issues or whatever, you know, like um, I, it's necessary for me to perform at a high level all the time. Yes. Right. Like, yes. and and I and the days that are bad for me, like I've got bad days too. But the days that are bad for me are few and far between. Right. So it's mm. I, I just don't want to perform at that. I I want to be in a, at a level where you know people can count on me and I'm. And I'm kicking ass, you know, that kind of thing. So it's not a negotiation thing for me to not go. If, if I'm not at the highest level and I can't get myself there, um, I, I need to go see a specialist and figure out how to get there. Sure. You need to torque it somehow, right? Yep. And this is what I love too, is that you're not shooting to be a five. So years ago, I had a friend whose husband was uh, a prison guard at a very kind of uh, – a prison that could be pretty violent, stuff like that. And they train you. They say, you know, <clears throat> you don't want to be at a one. You don't want to be at a 10. You want to be at a five all day long. That's what you shoot for, being a five all That's day it. long. And you don't want to be a five because when you're a five all day long, it spills over into everything. It spills over into your life. It spills over into your relationships. You're not excited. You're, not, you know, all of these things. So, I just love that you shared so much with us today and uh, just ripped the top off of everything that, you know, we wanted to <coughs> expose. And apparently I have a frog in my throat, so that's fun. <coughs> so anyways, it's always good to have that happen on a podcast. Oh, yeah. And Robert will not edit that out. He'll be like, man, Howard Stern, he does Super that raw. shit. <laughs> What's that? Super raw. You just got to let it roll. You just got to let it roll. Like, even if you're vomiting in the background, it's like, no, just keep going. <laughs> right. So, John, I want to thank you so much for being on the show today and sharing with people and just, just blazing the trail for other men and women to just start understanding, especially in this, uh, you know, as a Gen X, right? We're all going to be entering into this next stage of life and we need to yeah. be able to talk about it. I agree. Yeah, I appreciate it. I appreciate you having me on here and, um, you know, we can work together to, to keep sharing more about it so that people don't feel ashamed about it, right? There's nothing to be ashamed of. You didn't do this shit. Like, right. just get, get some help. Right, right. We all need help in some ways. This is just a different way and it doesn't mean it's a wrong way. It's just a different way. So no, no big deal. And we just want to address it and feel better. Got it. Wonderful. We hope that the show brought you some clarity if you are managing your own low T problems. But you know what? I want to stop myself. I hate the word problems. I'm going to say challenges. Challenges denote there's a way to get over things. And John has clearly illustrated that today. If you're on the fence about getting treatment for low T, you should know that it's nothing to be embarrassed about. Go ahead and talk about it. You don't need to hide from it. And if you don't get treatment, you may be kind of shooting yourself in the foot and denying yourself the clarity and the focus and the sleep and all of those other things that we talked about today. 
that you need to be an absolute killer in business, that you need to be a killer in your relationships across the board. You need these to keep your edge. And it doesn't matter if you're a male or female. That was an illuminating point that was brought up today. We're so grateful to John for coming on the show and ripping the top off of this supposed can of worms that people are so hesitant to talk about. And this is exactly why we all need to choose our paths and go first. It allows other people to follow right behind you and find their own gratification. That's exactly what John is doing today. There are various methods of treatment. And if you'd like to get in touch with John, you can reach out to him at John. What is the best way to get you? <laughs> Probably, I'm guessing, his website. Or you can find him on Facebook if you search John Paramore. The other thing is that we'll make sure that we put a couple of links up. And in particular, we want to get those links to you of that holistic doctor that he's using. So we'll make sure that we have that information for you on the Sick Biz podcast blog. Before I let you go today, I want to ask you to do me a favor, and it's the same favor that I ask you to do every single time we're together, and that is head on over to iTunes or wherever podcasts are available. Please make sure that you leave a review for the show. I'll say it again until you're tired of hearing it, because that's how people take action, right? And that is reviews are the lifeblood of podcasts and podcasters need them to stay alive. They're like our transfusions. And thank you so much in advance for your love and attention. That's it for this week's episode of Sick Biz Buzz. Thanks so much for listening. Be well. <laughs>